0: RD is post mentor.
1: <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda.
2: <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star, like what the <laughs> heck, you know? Just like, board that up or something, you know?
0: Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I've refused to get on the work
1: um, <laughs> as spirit lovingly refers to it.
3: You're listening to the Star Wars Archives. Ayutini.com Patreon exclusive podcast Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe Discussion, analysis, easter eggs And obscure books you've never heard of And now here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor
1: Hey guys, uh, before we get into the episode I just want to do a quick intro before the actual intro so yeah this is uh, you know as I like to have many segments this is one of them but this is episode 73 um, in which uh, Trev scored or got us a a really good interview and originally we were scheduled to do this a couple of weeks ago so we Trev and I recorded our intro uh, because I was unable to to make the dates for when this interview was going to happen so this was supposed to be episode 69 um but there was a last minute scheduling change and so we could not make it happen so we just kept on going with every other episode but we recorded this intro which we really liked so we are gonna keep it and now you have me (laughs) saying this stuff at the beginning so anyways um just don't be confused by what we say coming you know, up right now. This is still episode 73, even though we will now be saying episode 69 for a little bit. And then it'll go over to the actual interview. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. And um, yeah, may the force be with you. Hello there! <laughs> you have tuned into episode... 69 of the Star Wars archives, the Utini Network podcast, and we are children where that are talking about (laughs) random Star Wars topic and explain the living man that put out of it. If you want to figuring out why we just said nice in 69, ask your parents. I don't know. Ask your friend. (laughs) I am Jose, aka Joxy in the Utiniverse, and joining me today someone that is making me green with envy. Or making my fur green? I don't have fur. Why am I talking about green fur? You'll find out in a second. Mr. Trevor Davey. I'm
0: Trev, uh, a keeper of a timeline bag as ever at I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media. I've read over a thousand Star Wars books and comics. And if you guys had any idea what was going on behind the scenes of Archives HQ today... You'd be completely baffled.
1: Yes, apparently we have an HQ, so and I'm baffled as to why I haven't gotten an invite or the address on how to get to the this HQ. Because I am not there; I am in my own apartment that I am trying to move out of in the next couple of weeks. Anyways, you don't need to know about that. You need to. You want to know why? I'm Why am, am I green with fur envy? Something obviously fur envy. And, you, fur envy. fur. No, I'm pretty. I'm I'm, fur I'm, I'm pretty envy. hairy already. Um. I mean, yes, but you are. Not, not with green. Um, well, hey, what is what is green and has furry I mean, in the Star Green? I guess. That. But what is Green and Furry in the Star Wars universe? Of course. It's Jackson. it's Jackson. Jackson's back, baby. It is the second time we covered Jackson. So, you know, we've been back and forth into a title about today's episode. It is either I i mean, two two jacks to furry us. The Jacksoning, something like that. I don't know. I also just came out of watching all ten um, uh, Fast and the Furious oh, I movies. Need to ask, um,
0: <laughs> let's let's do this while while it's on air. How did that go? Because I went to see Fast M. Uh-huh. and Uh huh. So let me talk about. Sorry, this is now Fast
1: and Furious <laughs> podcast. Two Jacks, two Furious.
0: <laughs> so
1: that's the worst one. I'm when
0: doing. I was, you know, w- when those films were coming out, I generally thought the first three were. Some of the worst movies I'd ever. Oh, the the, ever, the first one is ever. not hold, terrible. Hold, hold the on, first no. one is not terrible. Let, let me let, okay, finish. Finish. let me finish. Let me finish. So I thought the first the first one in particular was one of the worst films <laughs> i <I'd> have ever seen. <laughs> oh and I only saw two and three because of an ex-girlfriend, and she was into it, so I watched them, and they got progressively bad. And then something happened in four, <laughs> where it got not good because they're not. Good they're movies. fantastic. But they got... It's B-movie all the way. They're stupid. They're ridiculous. And I love it. <laughs> I properly love it. And I came out of number 10 on the weekend going, now, I haven't seen every movie that's ever been made, ever. But if I had, I'm pretty sure I could scientifically say that was the worst of every movie that ever existed. Dialogue, CGI, plot, setting—all of
1: it is god awful. But I love it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so as someone new to it, come on. Well, I had seen the first three movies when they came out. Um, there, I mean, yeah. We, we, we all now are the worst of a whole series. Yeah, possibly. I think the second yeah. one is the worst. Um, Tokyo Drift is next, and then I mean, there's something charming about the first one, but the reality is that when we are stealing DVD, yeah, players. yeah. I mean, when, it, when, <laughs> when when this series was only about street racing and stealing DVD players, yeah. and you look and, and they and they have those TVs that had the VCR integrated into them. That have, you know, so, so, okay, so, yeah. so, yeah, so I had seen those three movies when they came out in theaters. Um, I stopped because I'm like, why am I wasting my time? I never knew <laughs> ever expected that they would keep on going because that's the way they were going. However, I think Tokyo Drift is still better than Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, I mean, Too Fast, yeah. Too Furious was so bad that Vin Diesel himself said no to being in that movie because they did not understand what the movie was about. <laughs> However, he did make a cameo in Tokyo Drift. Therefore, that that already speaks to how much better <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Anyways, the reason um, we're even talking about this is because I ha- I have only seen the first three and my partner, she hadn't seen any of them. And these movies keep coming out. And we were like... For years, apparently, before without knowing it about each other, we've been wanting to figure out why they keep making these movies. So we wanted to watch them. And and then we decided to make a whole weekend out of it. So we, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we watched all the movies except for Fast 10, because we wanted to just prep to be able to go see Fast 10 in theaters. So I mean, this is insane behavior. We, really? No, well, it gets better because just like the <laughs> movies. So not only did we decide to watch all, I mean, and I say 10 movies because we're also counting Hobbs and Shaw in there, a, a Fast and Furious of story course, or Fast yep. and Furious Presents. So yes. 10 movies. So we watched, um, so yeah, so not only did we watch all the movies all weekend long, we paired each movie with a meal and a cocktail, or a drink, or a snack corresponding to the location where the movie primarily takes place. You put more thought into watching these movies than they put into making them. Yeah, and that's why it was a fantastic
2: weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, hold on, did you? So, there's there a chronological aspect in that three actually happens after after five after six
1: or. Okay. Did you do that? No, we wanted to watch them in, in release order because we needed to understand why they kept going. And also, we wanted, you know, the pacing and the cinematography and the technology, Again, all money. of it changes over time. So, we figured that it would make more sense for us to watch it in release order rather than cr- chronologically. So, and yes, you are still listening to a Star Wars mm-hmm. podcast, but no, we're going to
0: keep going with this conversation. Yes. Because it's fun and I want to hear the end of the story. Well, no, I mean,
1: so it was a fantastic weekend. Um, the f- I like I had I I don't. Well, do you think, Trev? Should I spoil what happens in Fast and Furious Like with Fast and Furious Nine? I mean, the ninth this episode's
0: one. coming out in like five weeks, so it's fine. Well, no, I mean, so
1: they in the ninth one. Absolutely, okay, yeah, go. they go to space, guys. Yeah, go into space. So this is it's that me. If you haven't how do you if, if you
0: haven't watched this So that started with hold on. That started with Friday the thirteenth was the first franchise that actually put this into action. You know the whole joke of what well, do you go next? You go into space. Friday the thirteenth, part ten, except it was actually film nine, <laughs> is where they sent Jason into yeah. space in Jason X. So You know, it's a
1: tried and tested method. Yeah, let let's roll with it. No, I mean, the thing is with these movies, guys, is that they are very self-aware about how ridiculous the things that they're doing, like how it's how it is ridiculous, right? But then they there's that one thing
0: in, is it fast? It must be Fast Nine, where you've got the four or five characters in the separate cars. Going over, like, the brow of the hill, where they're basically... The, the background music, the background score, is a rip-off of the Avengers theme.
1: Oh, did, <laughs> I didn't catch it's that. Nuts. And I'm, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely No, nuts. I mean, it's, uh, it, it is nuts. It's in slow-mo. It's very self-aware about how ridiculous everything is. And the thing is, they keep one-upping each movie, or exponentially... So, of course, they had to end up in space space. with a car, okay? It's not like they sent someone in a spaceship. (laughs) They sent a car with people inside to space. So, you know, first movie, street racing in Los Angeles, ninth movie, they send a car to space. What Fast 10 has, I don't know, but I do know it has Jason Momoa. So I'm all in, and he is the. Best I am all thing in this movie because <laughs> he is incredible. In case you didn't this know movie. this, I, <laughs> Jason Momoa. I'm a big Jason Momoa fan. Um, so much so that my partner also for my for our first Christmas together gave me a candle that the smell is smells like Jason Momoa because she's like, she just calls him my friend because a friend. <laughs> what? what? Okay, you you will love him. I no, can't I am okay.
0: Next next episode <laughs> well, not next episode because we we've already recorded next the next yeah, episode yeah. so when all right some episode in the future post your fast x uh uh-huh. i want to know whether you smell the candle
1: when you saw him on screen <laughs> i don't know something i mean like it, it's it's a it's sort of like a Ocean-y kind of beachy smell. So, I mean, it's like... It's what you would imagine Jason Momoa had to smell like. I mean, he's very flamboyant. Yeah, he's but, great. You know,
0: the Fast the films are not known for their acting. And he's... He's probably the most acting out of character actor.
1: I have.
0: Anyway, he... He plays no. against time no
1: he's i'm 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 excited to see him i also think yeah why don't Where are we waiting for why don't we have jason momoa in star wars um because <laughs> why not um i think one of my best jason they, they momoa stories nice is when serious. i when i was watching when, when i was doing my stargate um sg uh no the star stargate atlantis uh bench marathon that i was doing a couple of, like maybe like two years ago and then there's this character that looks like jason momoa and he acts like jason momoa and i'm like who is this guy and why did jason momoa steal this guy's persona and then <laughs> my friend tells <laughs> me so my around. friend tells me is like no that's jason momoa and i'm like hold up what they're like he's not stealing this guy's look and everything that is him that's a very young version of him and i'm like oh because he's still you know he was he was thinner he was young and i'm like i did not know that but okay well then i am glad that he has been jason momoa for like always i
0: i I never realized that jose had the hot's this much for Jesse.
1: I my just want to be his friend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, anyways, I mean, no one's that straight. Yes. Anyways, back <laughs> to anyway to Jacks too Furious Jackson. Um. So
0: yeah. So we did a <laughs> we, we did an episode on Jackson. What two? It was two years
1: ago. Mm-hmm.
2: Two years. And ago then
1: be he bad. became my I. My favorite character in all of Star Wars of all time, um of course, and he has appeared in exactly two Star Wars stories since yes then. That's, that's it just two. that's that is a crime against humanity and against all like uh, everything like this is not so can he, we have Jason Momoa in... play Jackson
0: I, I see him more as a Michael Fassbender
1: like that. Probably
0: true. The angular yeah. face. And... But it's, there's a lot anyway, of prosthetics. So He was in. So I'm, I'm about to do a whole. Anyways, okay, so, go. Uh, this, yeah, what are we doing I'm today? I'm about to do the completely unrehearsed bit, <laughs> but I did. Go, go into that segment. I haven't rehearsed. Wait, we haven't even talked about You're what done. we're talking
1: today. Okay, segment, we're next. Yep, yeah, we're getting there. Okay, that. go for it.
0: So, since our last episode, our titular hero has been. Jose, in no, for two yeah, whole... two whole Star Wars stories Mm -hmm. he has been in Ghost of Vader's Castle which is one of those anthology Halloween type series by our friend you will see Kevin Scott Uh, he is this is post Return of the Jedi so this is the latest point on the timeline that we have a Jackson story Mm -hmm. where he's working with Lena uh, Lena Graf to rescue Milo 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 Milo, i later, mm-hmm. uh, who's been kidnapped. So he's gone to Mom Mothma, gone to Princess Leia. They've referred Lena to Jackson as the smuggler who was going to help her on this mission to rescue her brother. So these are characters from Kevin and Tom Hiddleston's, uh, Adventures in Wild Space series. And then we also have the, uh, hyperspace annuals hyperspace stories annual that came out as a celebration exclusive those are the two stories that we have. it's a crime in the two years a crime in the two years what we do have is a statue we have the sideshow diamond statuette that was a celebration exclusive that is gorgeous. It is a thing of beauty. It's so much sexier than the Black Series figure that came out. its I wouldn't know. It's insanely, insanely sexy. Yeah, I can't afford one. Either.
1: <laughs> but it does exist, and I'm glad it exists. So, yeah, so we have these two Jackson stories. And so... Yes. We thought that given this being episode 69, that we had to talk about Jackson again. Yes. And we thought we would try to do something special for you guys and also a little bit for us. So we reached out to one Mr. Kevin Scott. Yeah, we we did a thing. And to see if we could talk about Jackson. And he said, yeah. Now, we were very excited about this. But unfortunately, the timing, because we live in very different time zones, as you all know by now, didn't work out for both of us. So unfortunately, number one Jackson fan after probably Kevin Scott, me, Jose Jimenez over here is not able to be part of this interview, which I... Yeah, I'm not thrilled about that. But, you know, we... No, we, we, we I'm, I'm very We sad. love... Yeah, you, you were saying you were gutted. Uh, gutted yes. <laughs> um, so we, you know, um, we still want to deliver the best Star Wars content to you guys, to you, our listeners, best than anything else out there in Utini or, or in any other podcast or, or anything, really, right? So... We, we um, decided that the show must go on and Trevor here himself will take the reins and he will be interviewing Kevin Scott himself um, on and his own. To, to be clear, to be clear, this was
0: pitched to Kevin's agent's assistance <laughs> as uh, a retrospective on the Star Wars Marvel comics, which... We're going to get yeah. into I'm sure we're going to yeah. get into But you can't do that without talking about Jackson. Right. So there will be some Jackson love. But we may also talk about Mary. Who's Mary? Mary was the woman on the He-Man planet that Luke fell in love with, turned to the dark side, um, came back, and was never mentioned again. Oh, okay. Yeah, you
1: can talk about Mary. So I'm sure we'll talk I'm about sure it. D- all the Is there stuff. something about her? But- about that character? <laughs> <laughs> that I am missing? <laughs> yes, the thing
0: that we've spoke about it before uh, on the Luke's oh. ex-girlfriends
1: ah. episode. But you've obviously so forgotten. So there is something about Mary. You, you, you see what I did there, Trev? I, I saw oh, yeah. you did that and i completely ignored um. it <laughs> and, and you listeners i I'll don't just know focus in you, 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 on the fact that you don't remember the things that we spoke about on previous podcasts yeah but uh, like when did we record that show that was a long time ago oh that, that was a long 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 time ago in this same galaxy we talked about luke's uh ex-girlfriends so hey guys I mean, if you haven't listened all... to that one that was a pretty good episode um maybe we were a little more uh it was probably a little more structured of an episode not like this yeah we would not ramble about we, fast and the furious we, for a we long time
0: notes or i'm i made notes and did research there's notes though. there's i'm
1: reading back there's back notes back. in front so, of me right now <laughs> How, back in those days. There's notes, man. I don't know what you are talking about. And I hope <laughs> I hope that you do, you are uh that you are a little bit structured for this interview with Kevin. Um as you can all tell, this is all happening before this interview. So I have no idea how that is going to go. Trevor has no idea how that is going to go. Um I'm also for you dear listeners, I'm nervous yeah. as hell.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, so Kevin
1: Scott is king yeah. Star Wars right? Yeah. Now. And i'm I'm terrified yeah. well you know what you know what's really fantastic about this about recording this intro right before this is that through the magic of editing you listeners will be listening and you can to this interview right now after we're done in here so you can see if Trevor's like fear and Trevor's like you know nervousness and you know what will happen? Is he going to be okay? Is he not? Is he just gonna crumble? Is he just gonna turn into the dark side? Because that's what happens when you when you when there's fear in you, right? So you will be listening. Or
0: am I gonna really push him on the really really bad chronological mix-up between the High Republic issue number twelve? Yes. And the Trail of Shadows issue number. There we four. go. Because there, there is some discrepancy
1: yeah. and it keeps yeah. me awake at so night. Tra- so, Trevor will have to keep going, you know, staying awake at night, wandering these things for a few more days. But for you, you get to find out right now in just a few <laughs> seconds. Because, Trevor, unless you want me to keep rambling, I think we're about ready to hit play on your interview right now. Or?
0: Three, two, go. one, go. <laughs>
1: Uh, so here we are, another
0: pre-recorded interview since, unfortunately, Jose can't join us, which he's devastated about, uh, with none other than the author of possibly too many Star Wars projects to count, joint winner of the 2023 Utini March Madness Award, and the Jackson rejuvenator himself, Mr. Cavan Scott.
3: I wondered where you were going though, with that, the, the author of too many Star Wars projects. Full stop.
0: I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a there's a lot, not not too many. There, there but, is a lot. Not, not, for, there is a
3: lot. <laughs> so we, it's too many, and we must stop it now.
0: <laughs> Which is incredible when you think about it. So, when did hmm. your first Star Wars project come out? So, World Space was first. Wasn't yeah.
3: It? So, 2016. So, so in uh, seven uh, years, <laughs> yeah, you've
0: taken over. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's what happens with coups. And no, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I signed the contract to do Wild Space, San Diego, twenty fifteen, um, and because we were very excited because it was the first time we'd seen things like Race Speeder and and obviously full, um, Chuck was just releasing his uh, aftermath. There yeah. was like it was the, it was the new beginning, um, you know, which I had mixed feelings about um, being a an old school fan but it, it felt like a new start which it was and and yeah. to be there right at the beginning i know i, uh, I was talking to people at that con not being able to talk about the fact that i had just signed this contract and was <laughs> to. um and yeah there was the the Adventures of the space book series for uk egmont Publishing, um, which then published in the states as well and that was the beginning um and then it just snowballed really really quickly um to the point now, it's pretty much my day job. I mean, I do lots of other things as well. Oh, but...
0: that must suck.
3: I know it's awful. Well, I always <laughs> say my 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 um my to do list is the same as when I was ten, and I want to keep it that way for as long as humanly possible. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's day. It's not. I don't perhaps work on it every day, but a week. There's not a week that goes by without something Star Wars going on. Um, whether that's writing or meetings or you know plans or something so yeah i did see in your
0: in your substack today you wrote about starting a new project the high republic project which you cheekily didn't have an issue number or phase three or anything written underneath it um which a bit naughty not gonna lie um so you know, we know but, what we're doing. We we're know not what we're here doing. To, We're not here to talk about High Republic, you know. I'm, no, I'm sure you've you've spent hours talking about it at this point, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not even that popular. No, no one likes it. It's not going anywhere. So, no.
3: I mean, it isn't. Inc- no, it is we just incredible. keep printing. We just keep yeah. printing books and comics, it, exactly. and you know, it, was, no one's reading it. But you know, the fact no. that we just keep printing it, um, eventually mean, such, someone you know, will.
0: That's exactly the what optimism. happens
3: when no no one no one's reading something; they just keep printing more. Um, and, you know, that's, that's so what yes. everyone
0: says about your your high republic work in particular the optimism shines through. In order, it. It, it's <laughs> there never there. It's, it's there never, it never leaves the readers definitely. as emotional wrecks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, um, I'm making but no, no comment. We're not here to talk about. We're that. not we're here, here to talk about, about current no. Marvel
0: comics. We're here to talk about. The old Marvel comics, the old Mm. 77 run. Now, we all Mm. know that Kevin Scott here is a massive, massive fan. Anyone listening Mm. here knows that I'm a massive, massive fan. And why not nerd about these old stuff? So my our usual first question on archives is to ask people for their personal Star Wars origin stories. When you first saw the movies, when you were first introduced to it. But I'm more interested in when you first got into the comics. So I'm assuming, I mean, you're a very, fairly similar age to me, fair, same kind of demographic. I imagine our stories are fairly similar, but you know, when did you get that first comic in your hands? Can you remember it or were you too young and how did it happen? It's
3: actually, it's the, the answer to both those questions. So my first experience of Star Wars and when do I get my first comic, because the first time I experienced Star Wars through, was through the comics. So oh, wow. Before I, the movies. Yeah, yeah. So I was five when Star Wars came out, and I was a monster-loving kid who was an absolute coward, and so my parents <laughs> were really worried about taking me to it because I was always trying to watch Doctor Who and then was having nightmares nightmare for three weeks afterwards. Yeah. I was obsessed with monsters but was terrified of them, and so I don't think they took me to Star Wars because they they didn't want to deal with the sleepless nights of me having nightmares about Darth Vader. Um, and so I sort of obviously knew what Star Wars was, and my first thing I ever had was my grand gave me a the Obi Wan Kenobi Kenner figure, and I had yeah. really no idea who who he was. So I just thought she'd given me a action figure of an old man. I was Not like, a oh, a brilliant. Ken gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, Action Man's huge, and then I've got a tiny little granddad. Um, But then, yeah, so then I remember picking up the comics. So I think, I don't think I picked them up at the newsagents or the newsstand. I think it was a, like um, a bring and buy sale or, you know, a church sale or something, and someone had dumped a load of these comics, and and my dad had got them for me um, as a bundle. And the first issue was... um, issue 16 of star wars weekly which was the um reprint series that was over here in the uk by marvel uk yeah um and that had a big green bunny on the front cover um and i i think it was part of a big bundle of comics and i pulled it out because it was the bunny because i also loved bugs bunny i also love cartoons and so there was something about it it was i i, I wanted to know I, obviously a lot of my friends were into star wars at that time you you sort of knew what star wars was by osmosis if you hadn't seen it you know oh, it, yeah, you were it everywhere it was everywhere and the toys were everywhere but i hadn't really it hadn't really got me because of, of not have, actually having any story for it and so that issue which is obviously from the first run marvel run it's the the first real story after it's, it's the, the, the adaptation. First arc. yeah 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 exactly it's it's I'm putting together a team the, the, um, to to do a heist, basically. Um, you've, got, you've got the, the
2: Star
3: jog. Yeah, you've got um, yeah, who well, I desperately tried to get into the Jackson comics and haven't, haven't managed it yet. Um, you've got the <laughs> you know the Jedi Knight in a comics, and so you've got and so I was introduced to Jackson before I was introduced to Luke Skywalker, who's in later on in the issue, Like, I can't remember off the top of my head because Marvel Weekly used to cut the issues in half and then yeah. put Star-Lord at the back because Marvel always advertised their own stuff at the, the back of every licensed comic. So for Star Wars, you got Star-Lord, for Transformers, you've got Machine Man, you know, it was they were very clever at doing it. Um, and so, yeah, I was definitely introduced to Jackson first. And and I and, and I, I must've read those issues over and over and over again and always went back to that first arc um, when I started to collect in the, the weekly, getting it every week. Um, and Jackson was just there and, and that's why Jackson it means so much to me because he was he was one of my original team you know to the point that when I saw Empire Strikes Back which wasn't the first time I actually watched Star Wars on a screen um, and I'll get back to that in a minute um, I was devastated that Jackson wasn't in it because I really thought he would be I was convinced he was going to be in it um, and it was the one thing I came out of film not liking the fact that the <laughs> rabbit wasn't in it and and years later when we did, um, from a certain point of view, um, by Strikes Back, um, I wasn't supposed to be writing a story for that one. I'd written one for the first volume. And, and part of the idea as well was that those volumes, you, you know, they were largely to get new writers in as well. Um, but I basically campaigned to write the Jackson story in it of where he was because I'd spent uh, 40 years working out where Jackson was in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, but and they you they may it, have so started
0: there. your own time loop? There could be a young kid out there now who reads from a certain point of view before ever seeing Empire Strikes Back <laughs> who's going to be that. devastated that Jackson isn't that. in that movie.
3: Yeah. But I was saying, I'll come back to it. So I said about the first time I saw them on screen was The Muppet Show. Um, that oh, one wow. episode of The Muppet Show where Luke... Mark Hamill appears playing Luke and Mark Hamill. And Um, yeah, yeah. So that was the first time I actually saw, because I think it was a couple of months or so before Star Wars, before Empire. Um, And again, my parents were proved correct because Chewbacca absolutely terrified me in that puppet (laughs) show. (laughs) And so um, by the time I got to Empire, I'd actually, I think it's also because he didn't look like he did in the comics and I was a bit shocked. Um, And by the time I got to Empire, I got over the Chewbacca fear. But yeah, that episode of when he came through the wall of whatever, um, that that traumatized me. So yeah, so I had the weird way into Star Wars of Star Wars Weekly, The Muppet Show, Empire Strikes Back. And then from Empire Strikes Back on, it was just a growing obsession until we get to Return of the Jedi and everything goes ballistic. Um,
0: Uh, That's probably one of the more unique stories we've heard (laughs)
3: Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't, glad I don't I mean, think
0: anyone's mentioned Muppets on this show before, which is odd because that's exactly the sort of thing we specialise in. Um, right. <laughs> so so my first introduction was the second arc after that, the Dragon Lords and the Water Planet, mm. because I think, remember those annuals you used to get as a kid, the Christmas annuals, the yeah. 78 Star Wars annual, I think, was that second arc um, yeah. on, oh, what was the planet? Drexel, where Luke crash lands yeah um, that's before I started getting into the comics and I I was born in 76 so this must have been between 80 and 83 but I really started getting into it but I remember I hammered that cover to cover yeah yeah and that's still kind of Star Wars to me um yeah so first issue then obviously Jackson so did your parents buy you the weekly comic pretty much all the way through did you, did you drop off? Because I know, obviously, out over here, the stories weren't always in chronological order. They weren't quite the same Erica no. America. You kind of got what you were given.
3: I think at the beginning, I, I would get it whenever I could. And then, eventually, I think, again, on the lead-up to Return of the Jedi, when I was about to go nuts about everything Star Wars, I mean, when it was just about to take over my life completely... <laughs> um, I think that's when I got, I eventually said, so I think I was allowed one or two comics a, a week because the, the people who and our American cousins, the UK weekly comic scene was huge then. I mean, there was masses. There was mainly humour comics, but they were, you know, Wizarding Chips, The Beano, Matthew. Yeah. I was obsessed with those. That's why I, I wanted to be a cartoonist in that, you know, for them. I used to draw. I'm not, I can draw a bit, but I'm not that good. So, but... Eventually I ended up writing for the Beano and that was a bit, of that, I sort of like, ticked that box. But the, when I was that age, I, I would get these comics and draw them and draw them and draw them and you know, copy them. Um, all these, these British characters. Um, and I think around that time, I sort of like dropped off one of those to get Star Wars Weekly um, added on. But also there was a big culture in my school um, that it, we shared each other's comics. So, you know, we were quite canny because we used to come in, you know, and I got the Beano and the Dandy originally, but my mate got wizard and Chips and whatever, you know. <laughs> and so yeah. we, we used to bring them in. on um, whatever day after, we'd, we'd read them and swap them. And we used to, like at lunchtime, we used to have little comic, such a nerdy, uh, comic clubs in the corner of the playground um, reading each other's comics. So I feel like I read so much more than I actually did. I actually got Um and so I kept dipping it out. But there was definitely a point leading up to Return where I was beside myself with excitement because I'd seen pictures of Jabba's Palace and things like that. And so I, I swapped out. I think I might have swapped out the Beano and just went to, which is a big thing for a British comic kid at that time, you know, and, and went to Star Wars Weekly. I think um, I did
0: something similar because, you know, we all grew up on Beano, Dandy, Wizard, all, all of yeah. that. And you kind of make my next step up to what's almost like uh, a grown-up comic. Because I think I went... Star Wars was always there, because Star Wars has always been there. but So it existed alongside mm. Beano and Dandy. But I remember going from Beano to the Transformers being my next weekly comic.
3: Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah.
0: Get him a comic.
3: I mean, by the end, by the mid-80s, like by the early 80s, it was definitely, I think... I, I think I still picked up the Beaner every now and then. There was Nutty, which I loved, which is another humor comic that had Banana Man in it, which is a beef yep. on Superman Shazam. Um, The Man of Peel. And <laughs> I was definitely I've never heard that. I used to love the TV really? show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Used we, to be, yeah.
0: You know, half three in the afternoon after school. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um so I was definitely reading Transformers. Um, because Transformers was a similar thing that they did with Star wars they ran out of issues really quickly so they started to write issues between the issues um and then then things like secret wars happened and that's what sort yeah. of opened my eyes to superheroes because i read spider-man and art but i didn't read it every week um and i read my friends there was there was a comic a short-run comic called big ben which was the thing i think it was marvel two and one but in the in the uk version um and mighty would on marvel and captain britain and things like that and i think i've been reading my friends Um, But, yeah, I think there was a point where it was Transformers and Star Wars every week, all the way. Um,
0: I'm sure my introduction to Spider-Man was in the back of one of those. Because, like you said, they did the B-side. I remember Zoids. I remember James Bond randomly. I think James Bond and Indiana Jones had backups in Star Wars.
3: Zoids went into Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man and Zoids for a few years.
0: Oh, okay. I knew there was a connection somewhere.
3: Yeah, yeah. 'Cause there was a Zoids comic but it didn't do very well. And there was a we had a great tradition in Britain that it would say on the front cover of an issue, Brilliant news inside. And that brilliant news was that the comic was finishing. But it was folded <laughs> into something else. So Wizard and Chips would uh, would like Monster Fun would become powered buster or whatever. And until you get to the early nineties and there is only like four comics left and they've all yeah. collapsed in on each other and all the IPC titles are collapsed into to um into Buster and Nutty had gone into Dandy and I got, I'm i such a geek about this stuff and it, it, <laughs> they all sort of like combined towards the end um, but Marvel kept pumping these comics out um, you couldn't get DC I'm, I'm a huge DC fan because you couldn't get DC and so when I started to discover the odd DC comic they became my holy grail um, and when I discovered that Batman and Superman existed in the same universe that blew my mind and so I needed to find out everything because Marvel was really easy to get hold of, the DC wasn't. But yeah, Yeah, uh, but but Star Wars was there all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, My first DC
0: comic was a comic site, a US comic site. Yeah, American one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I I
3: think my, my first DC comic was the issue of DC Comic Presents that introduced the Teen Titans, the new Teen Titans. And I picked it up on holiday because it was Superman on the front cover being blasted by a planet of kryptonite by this character I didn't know it was, and it was the Green Lantern. And then you read through that story. Um, spoiler, it wasn't really the Green Lantern. It was someone pretending to be him. Um, I had no idea who that was in the first place. <laughs> but then there was a backup strip introducing the Teen Titans. And I read, read that, and it suddenly dawned on me that Robin is the, the hero of the strip, and he's in the same universe as Superman. So that means... Batman, and, and then that was it. I was off. And so I had to find comic shops, which they weren't readily available at that time, um, as they are hit now. And so, yeah, so it became my search. But, you know, to stay on subject a bit, all the way through yes. that, there was Marvel. There was some Star Wars Weekly. just So, running so throughout.
0: Back, to, back to Star Wars then. Um, mm. So we've talked about the first couple of arcs. Mm. What is, are what is some of your other favourite stories, characters, arcs? throughout the whole season or your second favorite one it
3: it's really like you hard um, to find most the one thing I always think of and I, I I will evangelize about and want everyone to read and I know they're they've been quite hard to find in the states is the Alan Moore strips that they ran with some of the packet ones so Alan Moore wrote some crazy stuff devil
0: world scripts. stuff
3: the devil World stuff that was in dark Horse and then major Day omnibus a few years back when they they put a lot of that stuff in um, so again, they they needed more Star Wars content because they were running out of issues, and so they started to do stories set within Star Wars, um, but within within the main continuity. I think there's one where, and they're bonkers. All of the animal stuff bonkers. I think I think they only did four or five, but um, but they do run in the way. So in one of the for some reason, Princess Leia's got a wrapped up ankle in one of the main stories, and so yes, and then they lo- mention you learn
0: in one of the Marvel yeah, comics. but. Yeah, she just hurts said, her ankle. Yeah. It literally just says because you have the little asterisk says C issue yeah. whatever, but this just yeah, yeah. a story that hasn't been told yet. Yeah, and it happens in this other story, and it's never confirmed, but yeah. that that's where uh, Tiltony throws a shape, if I remember. That's right, right.
3: yeah. Which is something where she to meets do
0: actual with actual matter or the gods of
3: matter that yeah she She meets, meets time twisting gods that throw yeah exactly, and they throw. Some I think if I'm right, it's like she sees the corpses of stormtroopers are like thousands of years. I mean, so all yes. of his stories were just mad science fiction concepts like this. And there's another one where you meet the droid gods. Um, in, in averted commas, there's lots of gods going on. But I think one of my favourite one is um dark Dark Lord's conscience. Where basically Darth Vader plays space chess, chess, which is called fire fire pits. Yeah, um, with a space. With a space octopus <laughs> space makes everything cooler, and then destroys everyone um and they're wonderful stories i know so they are a bit of like the they're the sidelines but they they do always come back to me because they they felt like the kind of thing that i would go on to read in 2000 ad and things like that it, it's got that slightly british slightly weird sense to them like there's a real tradition of strips over here of American shows that aren't quite like the show or the film that they're trying to be. Yeah. So there was an entire run of Star Trek comics where the enterprise is completely different and has like exhaust coming out of the back of it. its missiles and it's, it's bonkers um, because the people over the producing comics didn't necessarily have any material to work from, So they just had pictures. Um, so yeah, I love those. I think arc wise, I was very invested in the sort of, um, Go into our Arbor and Arbor and, and finding a new base after half because that was a so, big run after the end. Yeah, Day that's Hoth. when
0: um, I think that's where a kind of a change must have happened in the editor or editorship team because it became a lot more serialized after that. You had yeah. arcs, but you had a lot of very odd standalone stories. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, read literally flicking through them in preparation for this and things that jump to mind was you know you have stories like droid world which you know Charles Solden, yeah. uh mining that for all it's worth yeah. the upcoming droids you've got you've got a lot of medieval planets randomly there's, yes. there's a whole lot yeah, of medieval yeah. planets we did an episode a couple of years back on um, Luke's ex-girlfriends and um, there's a lot right. of them in, in this one Uh do you remember the story where he meets a girl called Mary on a medieval planet that's almost He-Man yeah yeah, yeah. F- falls in love, yeah. turns to the dark side, leaves her all in the space of one issue, and the planet's not even named until the last panel of the story.
3: No, he was box. a bit of a player. He was a bit he, of a player in the comics. He had a few. He, d- he did have a few. I mean, obviously, his Zelton love is the is oh, the Danny. one that everyone remembers. Yeah, and but I love that entire. I think it again because it was the the right time. So after Empire, you know, it literally carried on trying to. But, you know, as they're trying to find a place to re- a, a, a place to replace Hulk as their base, um, and, it, it, yeah, it brings the hoojibs in it. There's something about me and Space Rabbits. And um, that entire, it was that, you felt like you were watching a serial based on Star Wars in, in the best possible way. And so, you know, um, that entire run, and then leading up to Return, where you have the, when they suddenly remember, they have to find Han. Yeah, because yeah, he's still out there somewhere. Um, and so you have an entire run of, um, Lando in the Falcon. Um, and you get that. uh, My brain's gone. My brain's gone blank. Um, the, the Waterworld one when the um I think yes that's the ones. um and around that time and they were t- you know, and it's going back to Best earlier on and but so between the two I and mean, you know, it, it absolutely it's part of my becoming a Star Wars fan because it was the only thing I had to really keep going, um other than the old toy. And so yeah, that entire those entire sequences and yeah, the huge especially, I had the record that you you, you could play. Yeah, to tell that story. I think I've
0: still got that on a shelf somewhere.
3: Yeah, I've still got mine. Um and which, because again, they weren't why... they weren't written as
0: cute. They weren't throwaway. This was a no. sentient like that first story where they're introduced and they're sucking Flush. the energy. You know, it's yeah it's yeah not, it's not written for kids. It's not written in a, a childish way. It's a serious story about, story about It's a proper no, it's a
3: proper all all age comic, you know, in, yeah. in the in the sense of the word. They didn't like all good Star Wars, it didn't talk down to people. It was like um you know and I was reading it as a eight, nine, ten year old kid. And so it did seem, the characters seemed, as far as I can remember from the film, they seemed to be the characters I saw on the screen. Um, so, yeah, that entire run um, up to Return, I think that's the one I, I remember, you know, with a great deal of fondness. Um, so the stuff before I mean- Empire, yeah, absolutely. But the stuff in that time, and again, as it got nearer and nearer to actually finding hard. I was just like I was convinced every issue he was going to be in at the end of it. <laughs> every issue.
0: I, I remember that. Um, my my hands down favorite comic. Sorry, Jackson fans. Uh, favorite story of that entire run comes from that era, which is because they're fu- chase. Uh, they're trying to hunt down or not hunt down. They're trying to locate the two rebels who've got some tapes and a droid. And that goes over a few issues, yeah, yeah. and then they finally track trap them down on this planet, and they meet this silver droid, protocol droid, Ellie, and they find Mm. the dead rebel, and Vader set it up uh, as a trap, and she's got the both and tapes, and the last panel is C-3PO in the rain, so it looks like he's crying, and it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking.
3: And also, every time 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 Vader was in that series, (laughs) yeah, exactly, and every time Vader was in that series, it was a big thing. She'd go for weeks and weeks and weeks without Vader, and then there'd be a Vader story. And and he was always terrifying in those comics. It, it seemed to me as a kid, he was, you know. and and But it, it did seem like a massive event. The next issue, you'll see Vader. Um, and so, and again, that was all just, they were very canning, they were very clever. It wasn't just, he didn't become like the Skeletor of the comics, he wasn't always there. But when Rhodes led back to him, that's when you knew it was gonna get real. Um and I don't know how much conversations they had with Lucasfilm at the time. I don't know as far as I know, there was no equivalent of the story group. But it again it it felt it all that time leading up to Return of the Jedi, it felt like we were being drip-fed things that would matter when you saw Return of the Jedi. To be fair, hardly any of it into Return of the Jedi, no, but you, no. you felt that like you were on you were you were on that road, you know. And and I think my love of Lando in Return of the Jedi is completely because of the comics. Because he became the swashbuckling hero in the oh, comics. 100%. You know? he,
0: he did the whole apologising thing. He led the search for Han. He was the one... Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember those ones where he's dressed up as um, Barpotamus Drebble and he's got the white wig and the eye yeah, patch? Yeah. and? yeah. Uh, exactly. I, I
3: mean, I honestly goddess, think he was... You? he becomes the main hero in those books um, for me more than Luke, you know? So it's like, it's definitely the Lando show by the end. Um, and yeah. And so that's why I'm re you know, again, going into that, into Return of Jedi, which blew my mind in, in so many ways. Um, yeah. I cheered when I saw Lando in the, you know, in, in Jabba's palace. Literally cheered in the... But it wasn't because of, you know, oh, it's that bloke from Empire Strikes Back. It was like, that's the guy from a comic, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> you, so you yeah, it was... You him, um,
0: him in Empire because you were too busy looking for Jackson.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's like, there's this guy in it. Baron, get out of the way. Show me the rabbit. Show that's me the rabbit.
0: So did you carry on reading uh, post-Jedi when we got sort of Lumaya's story and the, the Nagai in the top? I
3: think I did. I can't remember it so much because it was that classic thing as well. I mean I did I get I got it and I've got them. But they I think after Re- after Return of the Jedi I was an Ewok nut. Um yeah. and and Toys and everything it just went everyone went mad and Ewoks I loved Ewoks and I read the Ewoks comic um as well. And so after that time I can remember more the general, all right, post Return of the Jedi buzz than I can the comic. Yeah. So you know, and again, I there's nothing about the strip at that point, but also the fact that you sort of knew there wasn't going to be another Star Wars, and so I think it did start to sort of, as I said, the comic for me was always about getting to the next story, and so it and, felt and like it didn't film. have as much
0: weight. Of a storytelling. yeah,
3: which is weird, but I mean, and also there was, which other also so was reality,
0: it probably didn't reading those stories now, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, but there was other stuff that you could watch, so yeah, you know, I could rock, watch Ewoks, it was on telling, you know, yes. so that became and things like you know, and there was thought there was like this going to be these Ewok movies, and so it, it it's almost took for this, this sort of 10 year, weird 10 year old Ewok fan, um. <laughs> Obsessively collecting all the Return of Jedi figures I could get. The toys became just a massive part of me yeah. and my fandom as well. Um, more so than the comics. And and so that's what Star Wars became, I think, during that last those latter years. As I said, I read them. I remember reading them, but I just I don't think it spoke to me in the same way as leading up to Return of the Jedi. I don't think anything was, could have. The excitement I was, was so great.
0: I was convinced when High Republic Phase One started. That Markian Rowe wasn't a guy because it talked <laughs> about his grey skin and his black eyes, and never mentioned what yeah, species. Yeah. Now we know what species he is, of course. Yeah. yeah. And knowing your love of Marvel, I'm like, he's in a guy, and I bet Kevin's got something to do with this.
3: Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, as well, I think because of my nostalgia for those earlier arcs, I think they're the ones I return to. They're the ones. So I'm, I'm not going in a minute because most of my studies. Um, in storage because I'm I'm, I'm moving into a new office but I've got the big omnibus editions um, that they did a few years back and I'm regularly pulling them out um, and reading them and flicking through but again it's always those earlier ones because it's just that moment, you go back to what made you happy when you were a kid don't you and and there is an amazing issue and I'm going to kick myself for not being able to remember the arc when Luke is fighting a, a woman Oh, God, it's all gone blank in there. But there's barely any dialogue in the entire Yeah, episode.
0: Lumaya. That's the final duel that's with uh, Lumaya. Yes.
3: I yes, think, yes, I yes. Think
0: there's, I'm not sure if there's any dialogue in the entire episode, in the t- entire issue. No.
3: No. And I, I think that's the last one that made, well, it obviously right near the end, but that was the one that, and that the art style was so different then as well. I think that one stood out. Um, Because I think even then I, I sort of went, oh, hang on, there's, no words here, you know. It just felt,
0: and it was very yeah, stylistic it, it... as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Which, much, uh, but I think at the time as well, I, by that point, I would massively get into 2000 AD, you know, era kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So everything was sort of starting to slip. Um, so yeah, it was. It does. My fandom of the, of the Marvel comics did sort of peter out a bit towards the end, but I still got them and read them all, um, and they're still somewhere in my loft. Um, as I say, with the nice new shiny omnibuses where I go to now.
0: Um those omnibuses, those oversized hardcover omnibuses are they works of art, let's be honest. As uh, are. as, as people are age to have the comics we liked as kids in those ultra sizes. It's yeah, yeah. It's an amazing thing. And the resurgence in recent Marvel comics as well, because it's not just Jackson, it's not just who Gibbs. You've got Demina Targ, you've got uh yeah. balance in the Bounty Hunter series was was all this, I'm not sure how much you no, I'm sure you guys all talk but was this all just like really organic as well Were people just going authors, creators just saying I I love these comics I want to bring someone else back in as well.
3: I think so I mean we're all of a certain age there's not much in it, I mean me and Charles literally There's we're, we're about six months away from each other um, yeah age wise and so and Ethan as well round about the same age I think He probably hate me now he's probably seven. 37 <laughs> what are you talking about um so I think it's you know like there's the thing that you know people who, who grew up with the prequels are now you know writing a lot of stuff and a lot of the prequel yes, stuff yeah. coming through there's also in the comics a lot of people who are like Mark Guggenheim you know we're all of a certain age and so we are going back to our first experiences of specifically. Marvel Comics as well, you know, um, and there I think there is a clay, you know, a thing there of going, well, this is Marvel, this is Marvel si- Star Wars, you know, this is what what it is, the where it's reclaiming, and I think again we're going to see it with Dark Horse. I think we're going to see Dark Horse. We've seen it already with Dark Horse with the younger and um, the all age comics. You know, they've started to go back and do Ventress, and you know, and all the stuff that, that Dark Horse became known for, and, and so I think it's a little bit of it's a little bit of a tip of the hat to the past as well. And, you know, that classic thing of introducing new generations to these characters. And that's the joy of, that's the one, I don't want to get into a canon EU argument conversation, (laughs) but um, the the joys of comics is that they do reinvent all the time. And I think that's why, personally, I don't have so much problem with canons being reinvented because I've grown up, I said, being a DC nut from when I first discovered DC Comics, and then almost immediately going through a, a a crisis, literally. Um, and then Man of Steel, John Byrne was all in, and then got through to the New Fifty Two, and it all happens again. And and I think comics comics and, and comics naturally have starting jumping on points and books yeah. when when continuities rebooted. And part of the fun mm-hmm. is seeing a new take on the Joker's origin, seeing a new take on Doc Ops, but you know. And so what we're now seeing in the current ca- canon um, is a reinterpretation of some of those old characters. And I think that's the joy we have with this, is that we can go back and say, this isn't just a rehash. This isn't just a, you know, a continuation. I've tried to, with Jackson, try and make it that you can, if you squint, you can sort of have both, both sides well, of Jackson can well, work Well, we did a
0: whole episode on Jackson two years ago. All right. Now Jose okay. Jose was hadn't read any of the Marvel comics. Um, kind of right. the whole joke slash dynamic between me and Jose is I've read everything he's read, not nearly as much. So I introduced right. him to Jackson, and we spoke about every story that he'd been he'd appeared in since you brought him back. Yeah. And I went in detail, and the timeline is pretty solid. Like Jackson's story exists outside of such labels as legends and canon it's just his story and it all fits and was that a conscious effort on your Absolutely. like did you deliberately think <laughs> this has to work I don't want any overlap or did it just I, I want, happen to happen
3: yeah I mean I I didn't know in all honesty I didn't know I was going to be Ryan Jackson for as long as I've been writing for him I thought I'd get eight pages and I had nagged from the moment I met Mike Slane at a publishing to do a Jackson story <laughs> and they gave me I think to shut me up they gave me that eight page story at the back of the, the first adventures annual
0: yeah
3: um thinking and it was and it was literally the email was like this is your chance to write Jackson make, make it so, stick the landing yeah yeah or, but not even that just like enjoy it you know because there was no no one <laughs> enjoy it and ever never ask us again yeah and no one thought there would ever be another Jackson story. You know, and it had to be an Easter story, which is why it's about eggs. And it had to be and that had to have Jackson and that was it. And I brought a Maser Fox train into it. And the rabbit's foot. There was no, you know, because I obviously was always going to, and gave him a new droid because I wanted to add something to the add something to the story. And the droids called Mel to add, you know, to the Looney Tunes. Um the new two connections. Continue, and I really thought that's it. I'm done. Um, and the response was huge. It was, it was ridiculous. You know, conventions, the amount of Jackson comics that came out to be signed, and kids reading yeah. them. And then that was the that was the thing. Kids read that strip, and they wanted more Jackson. And it's bonkers to me, but also I sort of like obviously quite happy. But I said all along, kids were love him. And there will be a certain <laughs> g- demographic that will also love him from the past. And there'll be others that i want to convince that he's not half bad. And so <laughs> then they came back and said, well, do you want them, of the, because of the response, they said, well, the next annual is going to be a Jackson annual and that's your lot. Um, and so we did the next annual and it was, um, and, and every time they said, well, then after a while, it kept being what we're doing now next year. Um, and then the action figures appeared, and and the statues, and he appeared in the back of one of the um, Temple Challenge videos, yes. which doesn't work from a from a canon timeline point of view. But I'm, it's it's one of his past relatives in my mind. Um, I mean, there's lots of, and of course, you've, uh,
0: we've you've introduced them. It's got a big family. yeah. We've established
3: that yeah, and they all like wearing the same clothes. Um yeah. So you know that, which is why you know when we have the the. Um, leppy skeleton in the clone wars it's obviously his great granddad you know so it's it's all it's all there um and yeah so but it was it was purely the response it wasn't me just banging on door keep saying give me another jackson give me another jackson jackson was done after those eight pages it was a one shot it was going to be something i would have done Ticked. i brought jackson back we'll get some bit of news sorted the main part of that that annual was the main story of Lupin leia that was what it was all about. And they were attacking yeah. Jackson on the end. And it's a great story by John. Um, but yeah, it just took off. I mean, the um,
0: Celebration and... last year, there was no less than two really, really impressive Jackson cosplayers. Yeah, yeah. One who had yeah, the sort of latex absolutely. mask and then one with the full fur mask.
3: Yeah. I mean, I say this: this you can buy high, high quality statues of the of the of the guy now it's just like <laughs> um behind, this is an audio you can't see me behind me on my my screen we've got mike mignola's you know cover of jackson mike mignola just to put that out I mean, again, that's, you know, that's bonkers and the fact that now it's an annual event literally an annual event he's been in other things like beta's castle when i said i want to put jackson in and they were like, of course you can um
0: it's, well, that's the thing. Since our last episode, did... there's been two stories. So, like I said, we recorded it two years right. ago. There's been two stories. Right. Um, so, yeah, the Vader's Castle one, which is, that's, a, that's, like, that's just a nuts story. But I also think it's his latest story chronologically in Jackson's life, if my workings out are correct. Um, and then you've got uh, the, the hyperspace stories, and yeah, you. it probably
3: would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be. Which um,
0: I cannot put on a timeline. It's a well. It's after. It's bit vague. I haven't figured that one.
3: No, it's well. It's after. So one of, I think the second, the second annual, ends with Lando saying, "Why don't you come and join the Republic?" Yeah, we need Han needs Han needs pilots, and so this story picks up from there. Ah. Um because because Jackson is a pilot and it doesn't go well. So it's definitely <laughs> I mean obviously, obviously it's set after Return of Jedi because they go back to they go back to Endor and meet and wicket's in it. So um and that was all to tie up with you know the anniversary of Return of the Jedi and obviously a chance for me to write Ewoks again, which is my other thing I, I have to do whenever I can. So so yeah, and you know, and, and there are no plans for Jackson to go away. I mean, we, we're we're talking about various different things, and so it's to, it is bonkers to me. And, you know, to to have Mignola covers, and there's some other covers coming by other artists that I can't quite believe. Um, and because when people say, "Will you draw Jackson?" they say, "Of course I will," because again, it's that thing of it's it's a slightly kooky thing from comics, and people always like slightly kooky things from comics, and he's fun. And I think, I think Pablo often says, because Pablo is another massive Jackson fan, you know, that it, it reminds you, Jackson reminds you that Star Wars can be whimsical and fun. Um, Absolutely. And I've taken that on board with everything I've done. And I've also, you know, without, I, I don't want to say I tried to make him deep for meaningful because I haven't, but...
0: Well, hes, he's not. A... You, you take his original characterization. No. He's a bit of a jerk. He's no. up himself. He's yeah. arrogant. Exactly, confident.
3: but there's an underlying character thing now that we are we its its really highlighted in that Empire Strikes Back story. But you know, he's actually wanting to be taken seriously. Yes, and it's yeah. you know, it's a bit of a—it's—it's it's obviously a commentary on the character, um, but it's a commentary on. Star Wars, you know, and one of the big things in the Empire thing I like I love is that when he's basically he goes to lando for a loan so he can start up a haulage company, and he's just like we you're the rabbit, you know, and he's like the the admiral's a fish, your admiral is a fish <laughs> over there, <laughs> um, and so and that's become the big thing for Jackson is like you can have you know a rebel admiral is is who should be in a, a goldfish bowl. You can have giant spiders running around and people take them seriously, but no one will. You can have a big dog flying the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> but no one will take the giant rabbit seriously. So it has become a bit of a um, an underlying plot for him, and it. Yeah, you know, and I do know where he's going if they let me carry on doing it, and it absolutely a lot of that plays out. And so, um, and there's little tiny mentions in some of the ch- the use their own adventure books about him and stuff. because yeah. You know, it's a, an ongoing joke that whenever Leia wants Han to do something or vice versa, they say, we'll get Jackson. I'm sure um, you've put a so Lepi in
0: uh, High Republic 10.
3: There, was a, there is a Nihil, yeah, Lepi. Yeah. Lepi. yeah, yeah. A but Lepi I have Nihil, no yeah. doubt
0: you've got a, a thousand page Jackson adult novel epic just <laughs> waiting just in your the head. Star Wars story.
3: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I I don't know if I have, but I've definitely got... I know where he's going, and I know where he (laughs) is up to the sea. I know where he is up to the sequel, though, right? So... um...
0: Did you see his ship? Did you pick a ship from that scene in Rise of Skywalker? (laughs) There he
3: is, top left. Well, the trouble is, the the rabbit's foot is just behind another one of the other ships, because obviously they would... Because he he didn't quite get there in time. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, yeah, and it it might have barged another one of them. There might have been an argument. It was, you know, the rabbit's foot needs work.
0: You know, Um, if I was one of those YouTubers, this would be going up with Jackson and Sequel Trilogy confirmed clickbait titles. (laughs) But I'm I'm not. Uh, I just want to talk about who Gibbs quickly. Yes. Yes. Any plans for them? I mean, I'd love to see Pliff get some real attention and a spotlight as the, the character that amazing character videos because I'm not even joking
3: no so um, I the first Jackson story I put a hoojib in it um, because again it was like if this is the only chance I'm going to get so when the Rabbits book crashes um, at the beginning of, of that first Jackson canon story a hoojib was running out of the way in the script um, and then, then I and then every time, I think when, in the next one in the Lando story, they were looking for the golden hoo which was a an icon. And so I kept pointing in and, and Matt Martin used to kept taking them out and saying, not yet, not yet. And, <laughs> and I kept saying to him, like, come on, this is just a little tiny, just a little thing. It's not like yeah, What's massive. the worst that could happen? And, it, and he said in one of the notes, look, if we're going to bring the Hoojibs back, it needs to be a story about the Hoojibs. And I went, okay, so that's the next annual then. And by that point, the conversation got... So we've got that that jokey um, cover of the Death Star Wars Adventures um, annual where it's Jackson on the front and it's a load of Hoojibs running past yeah. him. You know, and he's saying, this is my gig. Because they literally said, well, that, month, that year, you can write a Jackson annual or you can write the Hoojibs annual. I went, that's oh, fine, I'll put... Jackson into Vader's <laughs> Castle. Okay, yeah. And they were like and they were like oh okay. <laughs> no, but <they laughs> on, and that's it. So and then yeah, we had the annual reintroducing Cliff. And again, I didn't just want to write the same story, you know, so it's, it's a it's it's a spin on it, but it's 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 very, very the origin of Cliff in in Canon is very, very fatal to the origin of Cliff in the original run. I'd yeah. love to do more to them. You I know, mean, I'd love to see now that he's back, I don't necessarily think it should be rewriting them. I'd love to see him turning up in a back in the Marvel run. But um
0: So, so I don't know again, how much you've you know. followed sort of legends or more specifically the role playing games or short stories, but um we've mm. had him on the show before. Uh, West uh, Wizards of the Coast did a series of short stories on their website back in the day in the early two thousands. And Corey Herndon, who was a massive Marvel fan, actually wrote a yeah. short story about Cliff as a senator or being Leia arguing for Plyff to be allowed to become a senator in the fledgling New Republic. Right. That and it's amazing. amazing. You know, he he did yeah. one that was all about um, Zeltron. He did a couple on the the banking planet that were all based off of Marvel comics. But the way he yeah. wrote Pliff recollecting the events of those com- comics was incredible. But then.
3: Pliff would like, absolutely be a senator. Yeah. He would absolutely be a senator. He'd be in the diplomatic corps. He'd be. You know, I I hope he's not on.
0: I'm not sure how Hosnian telepathy leads itself to to diplomats. You know, it's a bit. Sneaky. Well, but you
3: know, well that that's the story, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's. I, I think that's the, that's the conflict, right there. I, I'm hoping he's not on Hosnian Prime. I don't think he would have been. I think <laughs> I think if anything, Cliff would have seen the writing on the wall and you know, he would have joined. He would have joined the resistance. Um, if anything, because he would have gone with Leia. You know, I think that was just as soon as she was out, he would be out too. General he might Cliff, have been General very Cliff. I want to see General base. Yeah, he, he might
0: would have been. been very useful I... before it fired.
3: Yeah, I just again, I I think he's I think he's there. Cliff in sequel trilogy confirmed. I mean, I'd confirm anything if I could. You know, I'd confirm there's a <laughs> ten, a ten part of Disney Plus series, but I'm not sure there will be. Um But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd love to see that kind of stuff Again, because I think you could write Blith in such a way that he could be... The original stories could have happened or the new canon stories could have happened. So Exactly
0: um, like you've done with Jackson. It it all works. It all fits. Everything else yeah. is just... There'll, like, probably, be, transcends
3: there'll probably be one day that I will break something, but because I have to because of the story. And that's the point when you can't let continuity get in the way of the story, as the old quote no. goes. But... So- one, yeah, one question I can, before I, I let you
0: go. Better. Kevin, one yeah. question before I let you go. Not even a question, but um us on UTE have list recently or in the last twenty four hours had a review copy of Yoda ten. Now this episode won't go out for uh-huh. a couple of weeks, so we're not gonna right. be spoiling anything. But Okay. Wow, dude. Just wow. That was incredible. Oh possibly you. the best. Marvel, star wars marvel comic any of us have read in a couple of years which is no absolutely no shade on the other stuff that's coming out but how fun was that to write
3: oh it was amazing so i knew i didn't know what the last issue was going to be um, when we started planning it i knew I had to combine so each one of the art in the Oda series is one of the lessons that um, Yoda teaches Luke. So my first arc in the High Republic is Patience. Um, and we were talking about how we would finish it. And I was talking to, to Jody and Mark, and I was saying, you know, and, and it was, I think, I can't remember who threw it in, but it was like, it should be, you know, end with Luke arriving. And then the conversation went on and Mark went, hang on a minute, I've written that. And we were like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, you have. You're right, and it was like, but it was like a little bit into the conversation. We were all getting very excited, and um, so somebody, i was always been Somebody did mention,
0: to... oh, how did it jive with uh, from a certain point of view?" Because none of us were close enough to pick up our books to. Yeah, but it's not, a, it's not even that.
3: It's not even that. It's I tried to make sure it linked in as far as I could. Um It's there's an, a Yoda. I think it was part of the Age of Rebellion, Age of thing. Uh, there's a Yoda issue which ends with Luke arriving. So I had to try and, that Mark wrote. So we were basically brainstorming his issue that he'd already done. (laughs) Um, And there was suddenly a dawn in, he was like, hang on a minute, this is familiar. Oh yeah, I wrote this. So there was like, (laughs) ah, what am I gonna do? Um, And I I literally, well, that's a failure. And I was like, ah, (laughs) failure. The greatest teacher—that's the one we've not talked about—and it literally how that went, and and so it's the the last issue is is based on that the final lesson of Yoda to Luke Skywalker from from the Last Jedi. Um, I think
0: that's the Yoda story it, that I've been looking for since Force Awakens or since Last Jedi at mm-hmm. least is that alive Yoda, you know, because that's always nice when he's alive. But that alive yeah. Yoda actually reflecting on everything we now know. About what happened in the prequels, yeah,
3: and it was all falling into place as we were working on it. So, um, tales of the Jedi came, it was it was coming out, and you know that we you know, we found out what was going to be happening with Yaddle in that, and and Dooku, and so it was just like, well, that's perfect, and you know, and also for me, and having the kind of brain, you know, there was a lot of work to make sure that you could make Dooku Jedi lost and. Tells the Jedi match but not worry about the two, you know. Yeah, if you haven't seen one, you haven't got to worry about the other. Um and this issue gave me a sort a, a chance to just sort of like smooth some of the edges and go, this is this is right. Um and so, so yeah, it's just everything, the stars aligned on that issue. And then Abram came in and his art is just phenomenal.
0: Oh, it's it's phenomenal dark. It's dark yeah. in the best possible
3: way. You know, I didn't because I, when I wrote the issue, we didn't know who was going to be drawing it, and I'd put the scene in it that when you see this Do- we are going to get into spoilers territory now. So if you haven't read it, turn off. Um, <laughs> Dooku, when you see Dooku's ghost, he hasn't got hands, you know, and is is it, we and, and we didn't know if the whoever's going to draw it, it's a big thing. You know, it sounds like a really simple thing, but actually. This guy hasn't got hands, but he's still holding a lightsaber. It's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to sell. Um, I will tell you what, it reminded me of he, is the, the
0: transformation of Mun Ra from Thundercats. That's the yeah. vibe I got from that, from that panel. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the, the t- his teeth, and again, I, it was a callback to me writing Count Dooku as a Dracula um, substitute yes. for in 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 vaders um but i was like but when i saw the teeth and the teeth looked like they were erupting out of his mouth he's just incredible he's like he he's he's phenomenal and every page that was coming back was beautiful um and every time i asked you know i thought well can i put this jedi in? and they were like well oh, why didn't you do that one as well i was like okay cool <laughs> and um so so yeah and, I, and the, the tone of it is brilliant um and so now hopefully you can read that issue, stop that issue, and then go and pick up Mark's standalone mm-hmm. issue about Luke arriving and read it through. Yes, yeah, so, I think that um, issue drops
0: today in in real world terms. Yeah. I think it's so out
3: in Zealand yeah. today. Yeah, and we, as far as some certain point of view, I did try my hardest to make sure it links. There's still no one really seems to know if some, from a certain point of view are oh, canon canon or we don't know. They were so, canon in my. And head. as far as Exactly. I I, I don't believe in Canon, so, you know, it's, um, (laughs) that'll be a video. Um, But Canon is, you know, is however you want to make it work, in my mind. You know, again, I'm a Doctor Who fan as well. You can't have Canon in Doctor Who, um, because it it, has never had Canon. And so it constantly reinvents itself, and part of the fun is finding George Mann, another High Republic. I and me were part of a project to write the definitive history of the Daleks, which is cannot be done because they have three origins. But because of the time war, it can be done because they have three yeah. origins. Um, and so I, I sort of have that with my my Wars as well. I want to try and make the up. So I did I did try and work out, you know, because obviously that's that's Obi-Wan talking to to um to Yoda as well, that sort of story. But it's you know, you get the feeling that your Obi Wan's like hanging around a lot going, Oi.
0: Yeah, just I pestering talk. him. Um,
3: and, yeah.
0: And I'm, that it reminded me of in Legends, I'm pretty sure Qui-Gon did a very similar thing to Obi-Wan once he could hear his voice. But you had that yeah. moment in Yoda ten where uh, Yoda says something along the lines of, uh, I think Luke needs you and Obi Wan goes, Yeah. Oh yeah, I should be on Hoth. Yeah, as if he's like got a mobile call in ghost form and gone, oh, yeah, Yeah, need elsewhere. Sorry.
3: Well, the force means you see everything at once. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, um, and that's tying into me playing with, you know, my my story from a certain point of view when Ben dies. And so at that point, you see everything at the same time. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, who knows? (laughs) It's like, I'm sure people will find problems with the with the continuity. Other people will love the continuity. Other people have their own theories. That's why we're Star Wars fans, to have yeah. these moments when we go, um, how does that fit?
0: Everyone who knows me and this show is, I'm the timeline guy. I'm the guy that does the timeline mm. on Utini, But I'm also not mm. precious. Like, the High Republic mm. Phase 1 timeline is one of the tightest timelines I've ever seen in Star Wars publishing. Except for, I think, High Republic 12 into Trailer Shadows 4 which i've got it you know there's something that irks me but these things happen and i would rather yeah. i would rather make up some casual fanciful reason for things to happen than argue why they couldn't and if that yeah. was oh yeah they fell down a space hole but just moved them slightly that's better than being yeah. upset and concerned about any of this stuff really because it's all
3: fun it's it- the, yeah, the challenge is making it fit and the fun is making it fit. And that's why I've ended up doing the job I do because I like <laughs> that fun. I like the fun of in it all. I think back to like the DC Star Trek comics after um, Search a Spock when they gave Kirk and, and crew um, the Excelsior and, you know, and then all of a sudden they realised, oh no, they have to be back on Vulcan and we need to wipe box memory again and there needs to be another (laughs) another bird of pride Um, but they managed it and I love that stuff, I love the fact they go oh no, we've got to put the toys back in the box Um, and part of every pitch I do is there's one line at the end of saying "You know where it is in in the timeline and how things remain the same at the end if you want it to be the same or move it on if you want to move it on and so I think that's important because again, it's it's not so much important. It's it's what we do. It's what fans do. You know, it's it's why we're fans because we love talking about these moments and trying to work out the the wrinkles and and it's fun. Star Wars is fun. It should always be fun. It can break your heart. <laughs> um, it can it can inspire you, but it's also at the bottom bottom line a fun adventure that makes you feel better. Um, And that's the most important thing.
0: And on that note, this has been an hour. This has been an incredible, enjoyable hour. Uh, Do you want to tell the dear listeners what you've got coming up, if you're allowed, or is Mike Siglain going to have... Has he got the red dot on you
3: right now? Absolutely. Um, Well, I suppose the big things for Star Wars for me is um, tales for the Death Star, um, which is the, the latest in the now... Getting longer run of, of Halloween specials now from Dark Horse, yeah. um, which I'm really proud of. It's it's sort of the culmination of everything I've been doing with um, tales over the last few years. Some amazing artists. Every story is about the Death Star. Um, some are lighter, some are dark, some are hopefully scary. Um, so that's coming out around Halloween, September, October, um, and then yeah, November. The High Republic returns for Phase Three. Um, I'm now on issue, I've written issue four of the run. I have sent through some marvelous pencils and Mark sent through some wonderful inks for issue one today. Um, and then I start writing issue five in a couple of weeks. So it just feels like I'm back in the thick of that now. Um, but yeah, that's the big launch of issue one of the new run um, in November with the return of Keith Trennis.
0: Amazing. And um, who also was in Yoda 10. Yeah, how did that happen? I know, and that, Again, just just pain, just emotional pain. You know, you go from Jackson <laughs> to pain. You're a very complicated. I, 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 d-
3: I, put that image out months ago, and everyone thought it was from the High Republic. No one. <laughs> <think> it, really.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sneaky. That is sneaky.
3: Mm. Oh yeah.
0: So again, I do have thank-, fun with these <laughs> thank you very, very much for this. It's been an absolute pleasure. We all can't see. Wait to see when um Jackson turns up next. Maybe in the High Republic. No one's ever said how old he is. It could happen.
3: Uh, Well, what if he meets like a god who throws him back in time and turns him into a diamond? You know, it's these things exist. We know that.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't put it past you either.
3: No.
1: Kevin, thank you very, very much. Thank you. And that was, I don't know how that was, because I'm also still recording this right before this ever even happens. Again, magic of editing. We're going to the back of future, to the past, all everything happening here. We're going through the world between worlds and making this podcast happen. Again, are there any... I'll, I'll tell you now. It,
0: it was amazing. I, I wasn't flustered. I was professional. I was uh, esteemed. No, that's the wrong word. I, I nailed it. I don't <laughs> know
1: yet. It, he it nails it. Happened. Okay, I have... Well, you guys will can let us know. Let us know, yeah. There's a Discord that if for some reason you haven't yet, just make sure you join that Discord. We have a very active community there sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of whatever show on Disney+, Plus, reading along the newest book release, selling their books and collectibles, and sharing their artwork and fanfic. Most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. If you haven't joined, just head on over to com slash discord and click the join now button on that page. I wasn't planning on doing that right now, but it just flowed right into it. So Trev, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm not going to ask you where people can find you yet, because I just want to say, Hey, Oh, I usually do thank you after this anyways, but I'm going to do it now anyways, because again, this is unscripted, and we're playing with the order of things all over the place today. We also did record segments, segments, segments went out the door when we recorded episode number 70 before recording the intro and outro to episode number 69 yeah, we, did that. we did and that. we recorded this intro and outro before we actually record the meat of the episode
0: in 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 the honor of Star Wars. what is, is how happening Star
1: Wars i have no idea am i might, like we don't know i'm i'm also recording this in a at a much later time than we usually do that is probably why i'm a little more energetic usually i am just having coffee right now usually he's rolled out of yes. bed so this time I'm more energetic for some reason, if you haven't noticed it yet. Um, also, I'm trying to make up for the fact that I was missing for 40 minutes of an episode. So you get more Jose energy than you ever do so that it's all condensed. And if you spread it all out, then it's about the same amount. Anyways, Trev, um, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm really excited that you got to do this. Um, hopefully I'll be listening to this at the same time as everyone else is. Hopefully it's hopefully good. Hopefully it's good. Listeners, I'm listening to it um, and finding out about it at the same time as you guys are. So um, let's just, yeah, let's we can talk about, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it on the Discord and see how how well Trev did. But yeah, no, um, I'm 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 excited that it happened. I'm this is a really cool thing that ha- you know that that we were able to do, and I really just can't believe that. <laughs> Uh, You know, we are on episode number 69 of this show that we just randomly, (laughs) I mean, decided to do um, a little bit over two years ago. And that now we've done so many episodes, but we still have, because there's so much content out there, we still have time to revisit new content about a character that we already, like, gave an entire hour and whatever minutes to again. Okay, should we we just take a moment to
0: appreciate how much joy this show brings to both of us Like we
1: have a blast that's what i was just doing, doing this i know but <laughs> i'm saying it directly okay let's t- oh so you want to spend an actual minute in silence appreciating it and our listeners just wait there in silence w- waiting for us to to come back into it i mean no that would be weird <laughs> i'm just saying that Let's let's do this. I don't know what I'm we saying. will. No, I, I agree, and let's give it a moment of silence. We'll do it in five seconds. A We're a gonna be yeah. We seconds. will be appreciate <laughs> instead of a minute. Instead, we will just be quiet, <laughs> entirely quiet for five seconds. Okay. Uh, this is great. Yeah, content. this is great. So guys, you you guys <laughs> should also do this with us. Whatever you're doing, just stop and let's just hold like for five seconds. Appreciate. Star Wars archives and Star Wars as a whole, sure, that too, but really more about the two of us. So in three, two, one, you're going to, when I count down to one, then you're going to wait for five seconds. Okay. So three, two, one. Okay, that was five seconds, I think. So, Trev, just make sure that it's exactly five seconds when you edit this back together. I'll, I'll yeah. edit that. I will time it. If fine. you don't make it five seconds exact, I'm going to... You, you don't listen back. I exactly. will listen to this because I didn't listen to your interview. I don't know what happened. Okay. And I need to okay. be able to criticize how you did. To, you know, <laughs> so that you can do better. Because all about, it's, it's about the betterment and evol- evolution of, of the show right okay Okay. i've rambled a lot because i have nothing else to say because i don't know what happened in the episode trev um anything you want to share about at Davy
0: told on twitter (laughs) okay
1: talk to him there at star wars archives if that's still a thing um star wars archives uh, that one star wars archives pod on twitter we are on the discord um keep supporting random Episodes like this by going to patreon.com/utini become a member. There's a lot of fun things. There's uh we're still. I mean, we're, we should get back to working on that on that Patreon exclusive episode we've been talking about. Go to utini.com/merch. There's stuff there. Go to the YouTube. There's other shows, other things besides us. But yeah, lots of utini content. So do it. I'm at joxy I forgot to say that. And the in episode seventy two. I forgot to say it on episode seventy what my Twitter is, but that's okay. It's at Djoxy T H E J O X I I I. Thank you, Trev, for <laughs> letting me ramble on for our episode this where is there's nothing. Uh thank you, listeners. Thank you to our Patreon members for make for supporting us and making this show possible. And yeah, thank you everyone For continuing to hear us talk About anything and everything Star Wars And with that I can now say Radio out, I guess
3: (laughs) There is no hatred There is joy There is no division There is union